Hey, entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? If you're like most of us business owners, increasing your profitability is always on your mind. And you're probably looking for ways to grow your revenue while growing your company. Well, you found a podcast that helps you do just that. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for your future exit. Because building a highly profitable and sale-ready business creates a win-win scenario. That's more money now and a windfall when it's time to let go. And I'm happy to share strategies that I've learned with you uh, on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have a powerful training that I want to remind you of or introduce you to. It's called the 30-Day Profit Booster. This is where I will show you how you can get a 45% boost in your net profit in just 30 days. Just by following a simple three-step method that doesn't require that you're chasing more customers. This quick and easy profit-boosting strategy can be done without spending more money on marketing, hiring additional staff, or working longer hours. I invite you to go check it out at 30dayprofitbooster.com for more information. All right, I'm so excited to have my next guest on, my new friend from around the world. So Mary Henderson, Mary is a transformational leader and an internationally recognized personal branding and online business specialist. Mary helps industry experts systemize, digitalize, and commercialize their knowledge wisdom, and skills into a scalable and profitable online business and brand so that they become the authority in their niche. Mary has 22 years of experience building seven and eight figure businesses. You can't tell by the way she looks, right? <clears throat> building high performance sales teams, sales teams in the IT sector, and 15 years delivering on, online solutions for large and small businesses. She has been featured in many publications and is regarded as a thought leader in the digital sector. Mary's point of difference is her personal brand technology, a SaaS platform that has the ability to define a person's brand essence with precision that can be applied across all communication touch points. All right, Mary, welcome to Profit with a Plan podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here too, Masia. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we've been um, chatting offline a little bit, which has me all excited to, to learn more about the topic that we're going to go into today, which is the, the wisdom. Um, the wisdom is currency, right? And how we use our knowledge base and not, not the, the, the 50 or 60 years of experience that we could, you know, do or our MBA or our doctorate or whatever, but the stuff that we use every day to help our clients to become better, right? Which is what we're here to do is serve. So Mary, I wanted to have a couple of questions. First of all, you've got tons of experience and you've done some great things, but how in the world did you come to this line from, IT and sales teams and, and doing all this? 
Thank you for asking a great question. You know, it's interesting, Marcia, because, you know, Steve Jobs once said, you know, to understand your life, you connect the dots back to front, not front to back. And I think that when you look at it from that standpoint, you know, and I look back, I'm like, of course I was going to do all of that to get me to where I am right now. And, you know, my experience with personal branding actually started in year 2000. And it was there where I actually recognized that the power in positioning yourself as an authority in one area that you want to be known for as, and making sure that you solve the problem so that you can you know, command your demand and be known as that person that can solve mm. those type of problems. And the other side of personal branding is, um, and which I had the, the honour of, of being able to implement, is when I work for a tech company in California, you know, and in the, in the capacity of VP of sales, I made sure that my entire sales team was 100% aligned with who they are in their natural state of being. So instead of looking at a job description, could you imagine having a VP of sales and saying, we're going to just ditch the job descriptions and you're all going to become brands and people are like, where's she going with this? (laughs) She's crazy. She's crazy. But where I was going was tell me who you are as the 24-hour version of you, not the nine-to-five. I want to know who you are. I want to know everything about you, your essence, your passions, your dreams, everything that makes you up. Tell me what what that looks like. Because by doing that, I was able to look at all those individuals as authentic souls who had a purpose rather than who needed a job and Mm. match that individual with a portfolio that was aligned with who they were. So when they came to work, they would say, oh, I just love coming to work because I can be myself. Could you imagine hearing that? And this is How what cool I used to is that? It's uber cool. And I used to get this all the time. But is it a coincidence <clears throat> that we were able to build a business in Asia Pacific from $4 million to $54 million in 48 months? <clears throat> wow. Triple-digit margins in the tech industry is unheard of. And that is because... Every individual in my team was on fire. They were present when they arrived at work. They were into their work. They came with, they had conviction, they had passion, they wanted to be there. And in the four years that I was in that role, only two people left. And that's, you know, that's saying something, that says a lot. So my personal branding started really understanding that, hang on a minute, this is not about getting famous or getting rich quick. This is actually about understanding what lies in our soul print, in our DNA print. This goes much deeper than that. And so that's where I started playing with this notion around personal branding. And then in 2005, I started my own business, which was a software company. And in in my software company, we specifically focused on building web-based software for the academic sector, specifically membership systems online programs. And back Mm. then, that was a very expensive exercise to do versus what it is today. But the difference we had, Marcia, is that I I employed cognitive scientists in my business and we would reverse engineer the consumer behavior on how they wanted to experience a software and work backwards from there. Because if we could reverse engineer 
how that individual, the student wanted to experience the application, then we would deliver the client exactly what they want. That will be 100% used and the students become the brand advocates for the university. And that was our ultimate goal. So it was there that I learned how to framework, reverse engineer, understand consumer behavior, and, and bring that knowledge and my personal branding knowledge and my sales knowledge into what I did to that, what I do today. But it, I didn't know that this was my vocation until 2011 when I had an epiphany um, after I gave birth to my second son. And I'm like, I just don't want to be in this business anymore. I had my software company at that point for seven years. And I'm like, this is just not what I want to do for the rest of my life. I, mm. I was not, I didn't, I'm not here for that. Even though it was a great experience, I knew in my deep in my soul that's not what I wanted to do. So I actually resigned from my own company, thankfully. I merged with it. We, we merged it with another company in January 1st, 2012, was the first time in my adult life that I didn't have a job. My I, I had no idea what I was going to do for the rest of my life, Marcia. But I had two, I engaged two incredible mentors. One was a professor in philosophy. The other one was an expert in the emotional body. I also did a quantum medicine course at Quantum University that same year. I wanted to know who I was. Mm. What am I doing here? What is my purpose? And that set me on a completely, completely different trajectory. And talk about the hero's journey. I've been on three cycles of the hero's journey. I know it back to front, but I also know (laughs) the power of it. So could you imagine now I've been able to merge all of this together and now be able to provide a solution to people who want to package all of their knowledge and wisdom and skill set and convert that into a brand and also a business as well or a signature solution. Wow, that's pretty impactful. I mean, to be able to come back and go, okay, I can do this. I've got all these skills and knowledge and I can take it this way, but then I know that's not serving me in the way I want to be served. So, you know, as powerful as you are, you are able to go, okay, I'm done with this one. Let's go over here. But to put this in in the minds of our business owners that are listening, why in the world would they need to have a brand, a personal brand, when they are in all means, you know, as an entrepreneur, you start to tattoo the name of the company on your forehead and you become the company and you become <laughs> the slave of the of the company and and with the worst owner and the worst employee of 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 the company, right? Why is the personal brand so important to that owner and the members of the company? Because people buy from people. No one cares about our brand. Like no one would care about what the name of my online programs are, the name of my company. No one absolutely cares about that. What people want is Mary. They want Mm. not just Mary, they want Mary's wisdom. And, Mm. and, And what people often say when you can create that presence in the marketplace, in your industry, or even online, what people are looking at is I want what's inside her head or his head. That's what they say. And when you get to that point, you know that people don't want your brand, your corporate brand. They actually want you. And this is why we need to 
look at our own businesses, especially if we have staff. And we also need to shift our paradigm from a very masculine power system, do as I say, this is your job description, to more about, hey, who are you? Like, really, who are you? What are your passions? Let me just give you an example, Marcia. Let's just say that you have an individual in your organization that is absolutely passionate about cooking and they have a a, a YouTube channel that they've established and it's a cooking channel. It's just what they do, you know, outside of business hours. But that individual has 100,000 subscribers on their YouTube channel. If I, was a, 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 if I was an employer, I would be embracing that and saying, hey, can you bring that skill into our business? And, and I, want you to, I want you to create something like that for us. Now, you, do you think that that individual would light up? You know, of Absolutely. course they will. So we need, to, we need to focus on what lights people up. What does their natural state actually look like? What is it that they can do with ease and grace that when they come to work, it's a done deal because they can do it just so effortless. We need to focus on that rather mm-hmm. than saying, here's your job description and here's a, here are all your KPIs for the month. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, I, I could not imagine ever doing that to anyone. I just couldn't imagine that because we do I, it every I, we do it every day. And and uh-huh. that's why the workforce is changing uh-huh. so dramatically. Uh-huh. And we're finding that that founders and, and leaders in their companies are having difficulty with engaging the workforce because they're still back in the in the 50s or 60s or 70s going well you're my employee you got to show up at this time and do this work and you get paid this like it or not this is what you get right and so that new evolution of trying to be the employer of choice you know has that kind of a connection yes that that i'm seeing even further Mm -hmm. because it's not just bringing the employee in but what if that employee were able to be on the front line, right? Mm-hmm. And and as you had mentioned on your sales team, if they were the receptionist or they were the customer service agent or they were a salesperson or a technician delivering the service on the product and they were able to authentically be in their own space, how much more value Oh. Would that bring the company? Well, massively. I mean, let's just look at an example. When when you're buying an Apple product and you go to the Apple store, you're buying from the sales professional in the, in the actual store. I'm not buying an Apple corporate brand. It's it's That's the brand of the product I choose to buy. But I go to my Apple store here locally. There's a guy in there, Owen, and he's mm-hmm. my guy. He's my go-to guy. I walk in there and I say, Owen, I need to upgrade. This is what I need. This is what I needed to do. This is what my workload looks like. You know, I mean, you know, what is it that I, how do I need to spec this computer up? And Mm -hmm. Owen will sit with me and he'll ask me the right questions. You know, he'll do his due diligence and he'll say, you know, do you do videos? Yes, I do. Do you edit? Yes, I do. Okay. So you need a, you know, a hard drive. You need, you know, we need more memory in your hard drive. We need these. We need that. Do you do this? What about this? So now he has he has now established an inventory of my reality, right? Mm. And matches that with a product. It wasn't the corporate brand, it was Owen, 
the sales professional in the store that just spent an hour with me. And I was very happy to purchase everything that he recommended because Owen looked after me, right? So this is what we're talking about. So so the the personal brand of the corporate brand are the people who are on the on the on the on the front line. So they're the ones that are representing the corporate brand. But I only want to buy from Owen. Do you see the Do you see the power here? He yes. is valuable. But I also see the challenge in scaling that because there's only one Owen, and as wonky as Owen is, or as perfect as Owen looks over here. I, it would be hard to bring another Owen into the system that looks and acts and feels like Owen, right? I mean, unless, so the same thing with the, with, with the company, like if your employees are all, all they're buying from that one person, how do I scale that? How do I make that big enough and sell it someday in the future? But that's exactly right. But the other thing, just going back to the people, this is why it's really important to understand what, what is, your in what are the individuals in your organization what is what are their strengths what are their gifts their talents their passions you know we have to look at people as individuals who mm. have individual traits individual value systems individual passions individual dreams individual skills you know so when we can look at it like that then owen is owen you know mary is mary marcia is marcia we the three of us can do three completely different things because we're not a cookie cutter we are all individual people who bring something incredibly valuable to the organization. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you look at it like that, could you imagine now you've got this team of 10 people in your organization and you actually look at them as individuals that actually bring their knowledge, their wisdom and skill, their passions, their who they are in their natural state of being into the organization. And now you've got 10 people who are not only individuals because that's what they are, with with you know with specific skills and wisdom and talent and etc now you've got this ecosystem that's very very rich in intellectual mm. currency mm. and it fosters creativity it absolutely fosters enjoyment like you said originally when we started this conversation your employees love to come in and work because they feel like that's you know, right. They're in their natural space where they should be without any craziness going on or whip cracking or negative feedback. You know, they're 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 alive, I guess right. is what what comes out of that. Well, that's that's awesome because that's a completely different view set than what we've all been trained or experienced in in our life. And yes. and I know that going forward, we have to evolve. We have to evolve our business and mm-hmm. the way we're doing things, whether it's, you know, uh, offsite work, combined work, you're in the, you're in the office, you're, you're out in the field, whatever it all is, is the combination that works for your business. Yes. But it's the relationship that I think, I think is really the, the important factor out of this whole thing is that these people make inner relationships in the office but they make relationships with your customers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. Okay. So this is, this is definitely a different path that I thought we were going on, which is fantastic and amazing because it's so timely of a conversation. So how do we choose 
people to come in with these all these individualist feelings and styles when when history is telling us that we need to do some sort of a personality test on them and make sure they fit in with our culture. <laughs> oh, I couldn't think of anything worse, actually, Marcia. And, <laughs> and there's so many personality tests out there. And the, let me tell you why they are of value to a HR department, because it's so much easier to label people you're in the yellow you're in the yellow group you're in the red group you're in the green group you're in the blue group and it's almost like saying hey just get the blue group to do that because they're the creative ones you know and and this is how they think it's just so linear masculine thinking that's mm. very much based on a power system so could you imagine now you've now compartmentalized everybody that gives you the upper hand because it's so much easier for people to say, yeah, that's the yellow group. They're kind of like the ones that, you know, are wishy-washy. They're the ones that kind of like to go with the flow sort of people, you know, and then these ones over here, they're like the Excel spreadsheet people. <clears throat> they love, you know, um, to solve complex problems. And, and whilst that's okay to use as like a metric to get a guide of, you know, what type of persona, are we not adult enough to articulate who I am, what I do, what I can promise, what my natural state of being actually looks like, what I love doing, what don't put me in that group because that's not my strength. I mean, are we not adult enough to have a mature conversation with the employment manager or HR or whomever it is and shift that paradigm to say, listen, we're not doing job descriptions. We're not doing these personality tests. Just give us a framework of who you are. Now, this is where, Marcia, and on the, on the flip side, I'm going to say on the other side of the coin, this is where employees need to master storytelling. You know, mm. rather than going in and saying, yes, I've had five years doing this and, yes, I'm very good in the, you know, in the Microsoft Office suite and, yes, I can do this and I can, I mean, how boring is that? But now if I can tell a story about my life, and what makes me wake up in the morning and just and 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 merge my professional and my personal life that is very compelling very compelling because i even know with myself when i'm being interviewed on podcasts and i tell my story you know when i had the epiphany and i you know i had the professor in philosophy i mean that was life changing and i have ha i have met fortune 500 ceos and walked into the boardroom and they're alpha males, you know, I've only got 15 minutes for you, hurry up, just tell me what you got. And I, was, and I will always say, actually, I don't really have anything to sell, but maybe I could start with my story and then you can decide if this is for you. And hmm. I always start with that story of, you know, the epiphany I had. I always start there. And what happens is I have a captivated audience. One CEO actually got up and said, I just have to give you a hug, you know, because the story <laughs> is so, you know, like it's, it's relatable, Marcia. That's mm. why. And so now, I, now we're having a conversation heart to heart, not head mm. to head. And this is what we have to understand: that we're, we we've got to drop that masculine approach of "Hey, just give me what you've got in the last five years. Tell me who you are. What your, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? We've done the personality. I mean, I'm not. I am not a personality test. I'm sorry. That's just not going to work for me. <laughs> And so, and it's really funny because I have actually walked into meetings and, you know, they'll say, oh, do you have a business card? And I'll say, I'm, I am actually the business card. Like I physically, me, 
I am the Here's business. my number. So, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need a card to validate me. And they love that. So we've got to go into this. We have to master storytelling. I think this is very, very powerful. And also it's captivating because no one does it. So, right. so, so do you, do you know what I'm saying? So it's a really Completely. important, it's just, it's a different, it's a different angle, but you will be seen and you will be heard if you do that angle. You know, it's, it's almost to the point where it's scary, right? So if you are an employee trying to get a job and you walk in and, and the company is not like that at all, I mean, you're going to shock the heck out of them. Mm-hmm. But as us business owners and, and founders looking for people, you know, what if we encourage that behavior, right? So then the right person can open up and come in. But better yet, what if we can encourage our team members that are going out to our customers Yes, and want to develop relationships with the customers and bring them into our global brand exactly. the company, then they can come in with, with all respect and tact and style and whatever it is that we match them, you know, that they feel comfortable in, that they can engage the customer in that authentic conversation because I'm not here to sell you anything I don't have a business card I'm just here to tell you a story figure out if there's something that we can move to the next logical step with rather than I'm in here to get a deal closed and signed a piece of paper which never ever ever happens right you know setting yeah setting Uh, it up properly exactly you know um my voice has been professionally trained from the age of five and one thing I learned was tonality, you know, so when you're telling a story, you know, we're not in monotone, we're telling the story, you know, we're actually in the movie and we have to think like that, you know, you're, 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 and it's like when I, when I sat with this particular CEO, you know, I, and I just sat there for about two, three seconds, took a deep breath and I just looked at him and I said, let me just think about where I want to start the origin of the story I want to tell you today. So I just need to figure out where where on my timeline I want to start from. And he looked at me as if to say, whoa, what's happening here? And so, out of and your then, mind? <laughs> but, but I paused, which gave everyone uh, a moment to think, where's this going? So I created the intensity, right? And as I'm telling the story, you know, I'm I'm telling the story with tonality. And I'm pulling them into my story because <clears throat> he and the HR director actually could see themselves in my story. And you see, this is the power. So you know, we don't have to sell. People want to, and now this is an amazing story, by the way. It gets better. That particular CEO that I'm talking about, he has now transitioned out of his CEO role. And two weeks ago, who did he call? Uh-oh. He called me. That's because- great. I was top of mind. Do you see the power of telling a story? It was yeah. four years later, but who was top of mind? And that I think I, I think that, that that angle, you know, if if I put it in those terms, which I know it's it's not fitting this conversation, but that's the only thing that's coming up. But if you put it in that angle, when you pause. Everybody listened and went, where is she going? And they started to pay attention rather than going through their own agenda of stuff that they had to check off their list yes. to make sure. And, and ma'am, you're wasting our time here. I can already feel this. 
They're like, they're, they're doing their own limiting beliefs and stories and yes. placing you in this, in this perceived thing, but you, mm-hmm. you knock them over mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by pausing and then telling them a story that got them engaged that they never expected. And then as a reward, four years later, the CEO comes back and says, I just wanted to share with you. I took, I took this great leap, right? I'm assuming he took this great leap yeah. because of, because of the impact you made in a story. It's amazing. And and this happens to me all the time, all the time. And it's because you always have to leave uh, knowing intentionally that you that that when when I walked out of that boardroom, my intention was is was that I would be top of mind. That's all mm. I care about. And it doesn't matter whether you came back to me in a month, a day, four years later, but he came back. Because That's when fantastic. you create impact like that, they never forget you. And all it was, I just told my story. It's all I did. Wow. Okay. So we could we could talk for another hour going, okay, how do you craft your story, right? But we don't have another hour. So, oh my gosh, Mary, this has been so, so refreshing, so open and a different path than I usually get on here. And I, I'm just, I'm loving it. So it just, it, it, it seeds even more of a relationship between us as friends because it's just so fantastic. But I, I know it. listeners are dying and they're like, okay, how do I craft a story that will make me top of mind in someone else's, you know, position, whether I'm selling or getting a job or, or what have you, you know, how do we do that? Where, where, what can we do? This is actually a really important part of the work that I do uh, Marcia, because you know we're talking about wisdom as the underlying foundation, but it's not wisdom from your professional career only. It's also wisdom from your own personal journey, and you know we call this the hero's journey because not because the hero's journey is the road less traveled. It mm-hmm. forces us to take a path of self actualization if that's what people choose to do. And in my tribe, that is what they all do. They are, they've all been down that path or they're on the path. And so what I like to do is I like to collect or extract rather is a better word, inventory that resides inside of them, which we would call their wisdom. You know, And whether it's professional or whether it's personal, I'm looking for both. I'm not looking for one. Could you imagine me telling you my story just on my profession, professional background? It's boring. Like, yes, <laughs> sales, software company, like, yeah, and? But my personal story is awesome because, because when I merge those two together, then I get a completely different uh, set of uh, uh, an, inven- an internal inventory that I can then draw from. And so... What we're looking for when we're creating our own story is understanding who am I in my natural state of being? I can't mm-hmm. figure that out if I don't know that inven- if I can't see and feel that inventory. I cannot do that. Because Marcia, this is what a lot of people forget. Everyone's looking for their purpose outside of them. I've got to find yes. my purpose. I've got to find my purpose. I don't know what my purpose is. And what I will say is that when you unpack your internal inventory, professional and personal, your purpose is in there. Mm. That's where it is. 
It's already with you. There's nothing that you need outside of you. Zero. It all resides inside of you because then you start to see, oh, these are my natural gifts. These are my natural talents. These are my natural passions. Oh, this is what I can do for sure in terms of my professional career. This is my intellectual currency. I can do that. I know how Mm -hmm. to create sales proposals. I know how to actually pitch, you know, a, a proposal. I know how to do this. Wow. I didn't realize that oh, maybe I've got a methodology around this. So we need to look at that inventory as moving blocks and like a puzzle. And we Mm. put the puzzle together and suddenly a a, a very, very clear picture emerges and you will start to see for yourself, oh boy, wow, like that personal experience in my own journey led me to where I am right now. I would not be doing what I'm doing now had I not had that epiphany three hours after I gave birth to my son. So that personal story is a very significant part of what I do. because And the reason for that is because from that day onwards, I have invested enormous amount of time and effort into understanding who I am. And the Mm. rabbit hole is so deep and so wide. I've had the most extraordinary mentors, most of which have been academics and professors, no self-help, you know, stuff. I'm not interested in that. I really, truly, you know, wanted to extract ancient wisdom, like really understand how do I apply that wisdom to my life? And, Mm. And so I can transform my life. Now, it's important for me to share that because all of that knowledge that I experienced it with my mentors, now I get to share that with my clients. So, so can you see that that personal wisdom is critical? Because one of my mentors said to me only two years ago, Marcia, I was so scared to open that side of me thinking that people would think I'm woo-woo, blah, blah, blah. But my mentor. She's nuts. <laughs> yeah. And my mentor, who's awesome, he said, so what are you in in a very casual conversation that he is and he's you know it's an academic right so you know just think of it a real academic the brown cardigan that's the look we're talking it's just but it's just the most beautiful soul so mary let me ask you a question what are you doing with all of that wisdom and i'm like mm. oh man what are you actually doing with it and i said well um well i i've got it's inside of me yes but are you giving it to your clients i can't do that they'll think that i'm <laughs> And he said, you didn't go through your hero's journey, not once, not twice, three times in the last seven, eight years. You've just, you've battled all these demons inside of you. You've gone so deep, so wide. You didn't go through that for you. You did it on behalf of them. And Mm. I was like, wow. And so when I started to introduce this work into my work, my it changed everything, like everything, the dynamics. I was seeing transformation in real time, Marcia, like real wow. time, and it was blowing me away. So I'm sharing that story. Sorry, I, di- I digressed, but I'm sharing that with you and the, and, the, and the listeners because when you unpack your internal inventory, first of all, you'll see patterns. That's the first mm-hmm. thing, and we need to look at those patterns. And the second thing we need to look at is what does my life experience actually look like as inventory? And the third thing is, what do I do with it? 
Like, what does it look like as a solution? How would I articulate that in language? How do I know what I do? How do I know who I serve? How do I know what I promise? Well, it's in there, you know, and 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 the process of creating a, a story has to start from that inventory. It really does. And it's the greatest advice I can give you because anyone that's listening to this and does this, it will be pleasantly surprised. Not only will you see a much bigger version of you, but could you imagine looking at that inventory and going, oh my God, I've got a a whole new business here. Do you see the power? Mm -hmm. That's the power of that. I love it. And and you'd be surprised who you're talking to that has had a similar experience or a connective experience, right? Or, wow, I always wanted to do that. Or, wow, I've been there, right? And in any kind of relationship, you want those connected fibers, right? And if you're, if you're, if you have enough courage to share who you really truly are with your employer, your employees, with your, with your partners, with your business associates, with your friends, it's going to create so much more. It is. Yes. It's, it's Mm. just so expansive. And Mm -hmm. I think this is a very important word. We need to start to expand ourselves on an individual level because the moment you start doing that and then you start introducing that in your organization, just think about the energy that will be created in that organization. And it all comes down to energies. At the end of the day, that's what we are. So we have to really look at this language and understand what I'm saying in between the, the, these, these words that I'm sharing with you, that there is so much underneath what I'm talking about. But when you look at yourself from an expansive standpoint, energetically, your consciousness level is increasing exponentially. So if anyone's listening to this and they're into into the law of attraction, that's the law of attraction on steroids. (laughs) Wow. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Mary, this has been such a treat. I'm so excited that you, uh, that you and I connected and you're able to be on the show so I can share you with my audience. Um, this is, this has just been a, a beautiful conversation. So where can listeners find out more about you and learn how to be able to tell these fantastic stories or be able to dig deep into themselves and find these stories that are here so they can create Absolutely. their personal brand? Well, you can go to my website, maryhendersoncoaching.com. Uh, if anyone wants to have a, 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 a conversation with me, I offer a 45-minute strategy call for free. Uh, and that's maryhendersoncoaching.com slash apply, A-P-P-L-Y. And of course, across all social media at Mary Henderson Coaching. Love it. Love it. Wow. Whew, good stuff here. Listeners, I hope you found a couple of ideas to put into your business that will help you become more profitable. And I know these storytelling ideas, concepts, the, the inner relationships that we have, the showing up authentic and and ready to share the wisdom that we carry within ourselves and how it can impact those around us in so many different ways. I know this would just this is this is a powerful tool. I mean, it may sound a little woo-woo, you know, as Mary kept saying, but oh my gosh. I think that if we were able to just harness a small portion of this, um, our businesses, our relationships would explode. So 
I encourage you to, to re-listen to this if you need to take some notes and reach out to Mary. So, wow. Okay, so now that we're now that we're done with the really good juicy stuff, how about my good juicy stuff? How would <laughs> you like to boost your net profitability by 45% in just 30 days? Don't think it's possible? Check out my new training called the 30-day profit booster. This quick and easy profit boosting strategy can be done without spending more money on marketing, hiring additional staff, or working longer hours. Go get your information at 30dayprofitbooster.com. And Mary and I would love to hear your feedback and your questions. Wherever you're seeing this podcast, just mark in the chats, what's your story? What was your big takeaway from this? What are you thinking of implementing in your business? Tell us in the chat, in the chat under the podcast or, or in the audio or wherever you see this on social, just tell us so we can communicate back with you. I know Mary and I would love to see your, your questions and your comments in there. And while you're at it, please subscribe. We don't want to miss any future shows for you. And you can always catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thank you so very much, Mary. 